0: Welcome back to Tremble, the Movie podcast, and uh, the second of our recordings with my makeshift recording
1: set up. <laughs> I wonder if people are going to be like, sounds different than usual, but uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, you got to roll with life sometimes. Uh, with me, as always, Stephen Steven Taylor. How are you two doing? Pretty good. Yeah. Alive and well. Mm-hmm. Enjoying our yeah, it's a good time of year. I went to a pumpkin patch yesterday. It was a lot of fun. Uh, there was animals and everything. I think I told uh, Taylor off air, but uh, we took some kids. One of the kids
0: pet one of the pigs, and he just decided to take the pig's nose. It was, it was pretty funny. <laughs> I, I was I was laughing for a solid minute. I was just like, "This this is too funny." Um, but yeah, yeah, you to go do something for Halloween. Like I, I get it, you know. It's like there's not much in your area or something, but go do something fun. You know, mm-hmm. even if it's like, even if it's going to watch a spooky movie at a movie theater or something, even something like, that could be fun, so. Or just go out
1: and scare someone. Or not. be good. Could, that, could, yeah, that could turn out pretty bad, but still. I would scare my partner pretty good, because I came home and she didn't realize that I was home. And I went out to the patio, which is, i uh, looks into the bedroom through a, a window. And
2: uh, I just came in, she needed to be coming out loud from the patio, and I just, like, scared from outside, shh, <laughs> shh so loud that's like catch okay. um, no, normally i'm the one being spooked i startle quite easy i don't know why i love horror so much because it sometimes does legitimately frighten me but uh yeah that's me during halloween i i can't even do like haunted houses because they scare me so bad like i don't understand what's going on with that but we, we drove by uh p&e yesterday and it looked like there was a fire there was like smoke and i was like what the heck's going on? And then I realized, like, oh, it's four nights or whatever. Yeah, it's just a mm. season, yeah. it's just basically <laughs> like there's a mass fire going on at P&E, and and i am like, uh-oh, this is
3: at the end of the, uh, the, the Hawking roller coasters, but, yeah. <laughs> Um, cool. Uh, yeah, we're talking about Southbound today, a movie that, uh, I have never seen before, but it was well worth a watch. Oh, boy. I mean, just, just to, to preface it, like, I mean, so anthology movie different than Trick or Treat. The fact that um, Michael Doherty wrote and directed that movie, but this one you have multiple stories with multiple directors, including Roxanne Benjamin, uh, the Radio or Not guys, uh, Matt uh, Bettinelli Open and uh, Tyler Gillette. You have David Bruckner in here. Radio Silence. Uh, I, there's just so much stuff going on in this movie. Yeah, uh, I, I gotta be honest, I, I wasn't, I this the movie didn't uh, quite nail the landing with me, and I think it was,
0: it, I don't know, it just kind of felt like, just each of the segments kind of could have gone on for like, even like a solid five, ten minutes longer. Like, I, I was one more, but I kind of felt like each segment kind of just ended a little too abruptly, and just kind of left me wanting more, which... Sometimes you say, "Oh, I was not funny more than every day." Like
3: this more like I was not funny more. Than so like, oh, I was like, "I want more." What the but, Um, yeah. Uh, I guess Steve, you've seen this before. When was your first time like watching this? Uh, my first time watching it was for review when it became out. So they sent me the screener for it, mm-hmm. and I was so all about this movie. Um, I'm probably I I'm spoiler. I'm gonna give it high marks. Um, because I I just I, I love the 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 Bermuda triangleness of this movie, um and and that all of these creepy ethereal and and almost interdimensional stories just kind of emanate from this I I really loved it and the fact that um a few weeks after watching this one I did a really um a really bad interview with Max Landis. Uh, I met him at Golden Age Comics and I did this really bad uh, interview with him because he was just, it was just really tough to interview him. But sitting next to him, he had a friend with him that he was working under, Gently with. And that friend was Hannah Marks who features in this movie in one of the, uh, one of the the stories. And I was just, I wanted to talk to her more. So I just started asking her about Southbound over and over and Max was getting like, he's like, Oh, I haven't seen that movie and blah, blah, blah. And he was just like, well, you're here to talk to me. And I'm like, yeah, but Marx is here.
2: Sorry, Landis. No one wants to talk to you anymore.
3: No, and of course the the real, the, I become more public how big of a shitbag, uh, he is.
1: Cool. Uh, Taylor,
2: when was the first time you watched this movie? Um, also for the podcast, uh, along with you, Kurt, uh, recently, um. I don't know if I even necessarily had heard about this movie before this, and I lo- I kind of really love anthology movies. I mean, I don't rewatch really the VHS movies because not all of them are great, but I love the kind of snippets of stories told in between that satisfies something in my brain that I can't seem to focus on full length movies all the time. Um, yeah. and this one was, I mean, I kind of agree that it it did. Unlike with um trick or treat last week, these because I think all of them were directed by different directors, I can see that it's kind of harder to weave. The overall story together and i will say that it was a little confusing to me at first like i I wasn't quite sure how interconnected everything was or if this was like just one town that was kind of haunting things and i read it after the movie because i always i always go on like tv tropes and things and i just love to read all the trivia and all the, the the secret things that you miss in the background and things like that and um i think i read something somewhere that was like basically this town is essentially like a purgatory type place where people are kind of confronting their demons and, and it's possible also that they're stuck in a loop and that the end loop of this movie where it kind of goes into the beginning of the movie again, like you could just keep endlessly watching this and it's possible that the characters stuck in the movie are stuck in this loop and potentially able to kind of alter their outcomes. And I, I don't know, that was me just reading the trivia about this movie, which I thought was like really cool. I just kind of wish it was expressed a little more in the movie because I was a little confused about that point. Um, but overall, I, I I love the anthology format. I love that all of these people are just kind of existing in agony with each other in this strange, creepy town. Um, I love all of the different townspeople and how they just they just know what's going on, even though the audience never quite figures out what's actually going on. Um, I and it's just kind of this established thing where they don't overexplain it either. Um, I'll, even though I was a little confused by some parts, I actually appreciate that they didn't overexplain it because that could have gotten a little corny in some aspects, but. But yeah, so this is my first time watch. And I will say that this is one I'm going to rewatch. I did rewatch the beginning of the movie because I wanted to kind of see the full loop of the the story of um, Mitch and Jack and I wanted to kind of see that loop. But I haven't rewatched the entire thing and I definitely think that I'm going to because I think there are some... I think there's a rewatchability and some things that you can miss that do kind of point
1: towards an explanation that I just didn't get the first time.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it wasn't mm-hmm. that much for me and I the funny thing is I actually have put it on many times before and uh I had never fully watched it. Like lot, there was one time I was like immediately very stoned. I <laughs> put it on and I I just greened out and just passed out and didn't do anything. Mm-hmm. And then the other time I wanted to go watch it and then I, uh, I think I got like a screener that <laughs> seemed a little bit more interesting and I just stopped that and I went to watch the screener that I got. Um and so I've never actually like watched this movie past like maybe the first ten minutes, and so yeah, this is my first time watching. I mean, like I guess I had kind of partially watched it before, but not fully. So it's my first time fully watching it. Yeah, I I largely liked it. Like I, it's not it's well shot, mm-hmm. it's just well shot, and like the actors and actresses are all great, fantastic. I think yeah, it just like the the flow from each story was a little jarring. It wasn't quite as elegant as some other anthologies stories can be. And I did just feel like some stories just needed a little bit more. Um, I've seen, like, we actually got quite a few emails, and I've seen all my two people just kind of get, like, a little bit frustrated with stories, and I can see that. I don't think people really necessarily understand why, uh, but they just get frustrated with stories. Um, I I also kind of got that a little bit, too, but at least, like, I recognize that just the stories did kind of just end at least with, again, like, a little bit of a desire to see a little bit more for each story, and this movie was not very long. Like, they could have easily tacked on, like, I would say arguably even, like, an extra five minutes each story just to, like, give it some extra time to breathe. The only mm-hmm. one that really didn't, I felt like, was the hospital sequence, and mm-hmm. that one felt like it it was perfect as is, and that's what kind of, I think, made the other one stand out to me is so I'm like, man, this one was, like, so well done, and, like, I felt like I had enough time to kind of tell the story and wanted to tell these other ones are a little bit less so. So, mm-hmm. um, that, that was my only real complaint about it. Um, but it still is uh, interesting. I don't know if I have a burning desire to go rewatch it anytime soon, but that can obviously change over time. But yeah, for, for now, at least I'm so happy. I still, I just, yeah, I'm probably going to leave those one time watch at least for now, but I do have full rights to change my mind on it. So don't come after me, bound fans.
2: Yeah, that that the hospital one in particular had, in my opinion, the best transition of uh, the character Sadie who's just kind of escaped from that cult, running out into the road and then getting hit by the car, and then that's what starts the next story. Like that trans- yes. transition between those two t- stories was so well done, and I think it makes it feel a little underwhelming when the, the later transitions are more just like a character slightly interacts with another character from the next story, you know? Um, but I also understand that because these are all directed by different directors, like, you don't always have an easy way of t- transitioning into the different stories in this movie. So, I, I, I tend to cut them a little slack for that, um, but it, it is kind of very noticeable when the first transition that you see between two stories is so cool. In my opinion, like, when he smacks her with the yeah. car. When he smacks her with his car, I still thought we were in her story. I still thought that he was going to help her get out. And then you kind of slowly realize, no, we're moving on to his story. She's a she's goner. Like, yeah. don't even- with her anymore like she's just a background character
1: um and i thought that was really cool i thought that was really well done yeah
0: okay uh we have one email i should preface that we actually had more no emails but they were all pretty much the same thing so i just said answering giving the same answer for all the emails i, I just, just chose the one uh most people were like this is really cool i'm a little frustrated with the story and then i'm like okay I, I can only, only answer this one. So, if you did email that's not bad, I'm sorry, but yeah, pretty much this will serve as a, I don't know what's the proper word, uh, a, 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 a symbol, or not, you know, for all of your, your, your other questions that you have. But uh, Ron says, this movie is very well made, but also extremely frustrating, stories just suddenly end with no explanation. Uh, I think in some
2: cases they end with somewhat good explanation. I mean, her running into the road and getting hit, like, that, that worked so well. I think some of them ended. Yeah, it's maybe that there could have been a bit more story. Mm. Yeah, yeah, I I definitely feel like they could have added some more to to certain stories, especially with the one of the middle stories about um the guy who's going to get his sister Jesse. Um, that was a pretty short sequence, and I kind of would have liked to see a little more backstory into their parents and like what happened to them and, and things like that. Um, and and even with well, I, I don't know if it necessarily is the same thing for me with the, the Sadie story about the cults and the family that they kind of go back with. Like, there are some things in this movie that definitely do seem like they could have had more explanation. But again, I liked that that wasn't necessarily explain, explained. Like, they're just a cult family that exists in this town. And it, without having any explanation, th- there's this implication that, yeah, this is just normal. Like, this just happens in this town. And these people are aware of this, but not the travelers coming through it. And that almost makes it a little creepier that, you know, yeah, this is just something that happens, and it doesn't really need to be explained because it's normal in this town. And that kind of sets the tone for, okay, this place is super fucked. <laughs>
1: yeah. So, I don't know. It's different for, It's different between the different stories for me, at least. Mm-hmm. And I can see how someone could get more frustrated with this. I, was, I, I felt like I was a little poor. Agent with it but yeah I can see how other people would be like, What uh, you know, but mm-hmm. yeah. Uh,
0: it's uh I, I still think the stories largely were still very entertained. I think it's you know in some ways a testament that you want more out of it, that you know, you're walking away. If it, even if you're frustrated, that's still a sign that you were very engaged with what was going on. Even if you didn't get it, you're at least, you know it's, if they there were really bad stories you'd be like, I don't really care. Like yeah. whatever the fact that you're like, I love four. It's like, okay, well, means you obviously know, have a story, so
2: calm down, you're fine. <laughs> okay, um, best line in this movie. So, I'm kind of a favorite line. Um, I liked in the story where the uh, older guy is going to get his sister back. He he barges into the uh, bar with a shotgun. Oh wait, no! Before that happens, the the woman who's the one of the nine one one callers from the hospital story, she walks into the the bar and the bartender is like, "Did you lock the door properly?" And she tries to reassure him that she did. She says, "I'm sure, I'm sure." And then the other guy says, "Being sure is sort of a fancy way of being lazy." And I thought this was going to be funny. Um, and then I liked upon rewatching the first segment or the first kind of story of this movie um before the guy walks the guys two guys walk out and get into their truck and start looping back to the gas station she makes a comment that's like come again soon um and then also the sign on the door of that gas station says always open which i thought was kind of a fun little tidbit mm-hmm. too um i i have a feeling upon rewatch that i'm going to enjoy this movie a lot more just for because of little things like that that i didn't even notice the first time
3: yeah once you're in the know it feels different
2: yeah yeah, yeah. yeah
3: i would agree with that I am a big fan of all of the DJ's monologues. Um, oh yeah. yeah. The, the, and it's hard to pick just one because there's so many. Mm-hmm. They're really good. Like there is uh, this next one might be familiar to some of you. It's all for you out there who don't want the night to end. Mm-hmm. So go ahead, make some mistakes. You can you can always get it right the next time.
2: Yep. I don't know oh, if any of you have played uh Fallout New Vegas, but he had a very he had a very sure New sure Vegas and yeah, I, I, I really, I really enjoyed
0: it throughout this movie. <laughs> yeah, uh, the actor, Larry Fessenden, Fessenden, Uh we're actually, we've already covered some some movies that he's been in, but we're also covering one next year that I'm very excited about. Um, yeah, he's a great actor. He's he does so much phenomenal work. He was in your Next, Session 9. So we've already covered a lot of the stuff. He's great. Uh, and there's the, the vampire movie Habit that, uh, we're gonna cover next year, which I I love that movie. It's so good. So,
1: yeah, big Larry Fessenden fan over here. Hell yes. And, yeah. Here's and the last winter. It. No, I have not. Ron Perlman,
3: Connie Britton, and stuff. Oh man, it's really good. Really, really, really good. Yeah, I he's in a lot of cool horror stuff too. Um, but yeah, like, uh, he he's in that movie habit. And, yeah, that's a that's a really cool
0: movie that I enjoy. So. I think next year I've got it as a double feature with another movie about people kicking some vampiric habits. Um, nice. But yeah, conversation for another day. But yeah, any of his lines in this are fantastic. It's just so well done, and I, I, honestly, it's probably the most interesting. <laughs> to the, at least quotes-wise, listen to it for some of the other dialogue. So, uh, best performance of this movie. I mean, to kind of piggyback off that, I'm also going to say Larry not
1: 'Cause yeah. I just like his, his line delivery. I mean, there's some good performances in this, but even though his is all vocal, so it's so like I just cut through the scene like a hot knife through butter, like it just works so well. So yeah, yeah i don't know if that I... Dana Gould. Mm-hmm. for The uh, hospital sequence. Yeah. yeah that, that, that was hot. really good. Mm-hmm.
2: I I was gonna say, um, Fabian Varess, who plays Sadie, the, the the girl who escapes the cult, also because of that hospital sequence. I just thought some of her like, background movements while she's, like, dying were kind of grotesque. And I actually was like, oh, that looks real gross. She's doing a real good job of that. So I would also her. Although I think Mr. New Vegas is my my top contender because, yeah, it kind of like how in, in Trick or Treat the Halloween theme kind of connects people. In Southbound, it really is the, the DJ, the 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 voiceovers while they're, like, either someone is driving or, or going somewhere or doing something. That kind of seems to kind of connect these stories a little bit, too. Um, and so I like that, I like that through point. I think that this movie kind of needed that, and maybe even a little more to, to connect them, but um, I, I did enjoy the DJ segments.
1: Yeah. Okay. Uh, best
3: kill in this movie? The, I'm... the broad daylight, grim reaper
0: kill. Yeah, that was brutal. That was so good. Yeah, I I had that written down too. That one, I think it's probably the one that stands out the most this
2: entire movie, too. I mean, Sadie's death, too, in the hospital, after being manhandled, basically, after being hit by a car, that was that was pretty brutal. I actually couldn't watch some of those scenes because of just how nasty, like, I don't know what it is, but, like, someone reaching their hand. It, I can watch the dude's head get blown up, no problem, but the, it, him reaching his whole arm up into her torso was just so gross.
1: Yeah. Yeah. All uh, right, uh, that was the Decision of this movie.
2: Uh, don't get in the car with the abductors. I mean, I guess yeah. the the creepy family weren't technically abductors, but as soon as you get in the car, that's when they can take you anywhere you want, and you're just gone. Not what you can
1: do with that one? Yeah. Although honestly, almost all of the characters made some unwise decisions in this movie, but that one was definitely the "Do you get back gut feeling just don't go." Yeah. I would say not looking both ways before crossing the street. That's really I mean,
2: her whole character arc, because you learn like that somewhere in her past. I don't know if it's supposed to be just her friend or her girlfriend. It's kind of alluded to that they were love interests, or at least a little bit. Um, It sounds like she made some sort of mistake and left her behind, and now she's dead. And so that could have been a pretty dumb decision too, but we don't really learn exactly what that is. Although that's another thing that I... I don't mind that we don't learn that so much because it makes for some pretty good uh, imagining of what could have happened all right
3: i think send us for this let's think the first floor i imagine steve's gonna probably be very high up <laughs> yeah i can go nine out of ten i really like this movie um nice. it has it just it just has rewatch value and um it's dirty it's dusty yeah. it just, it kind of occupies a certain niche in in horror and i really appreciate it for that and i mean for having so many different minds making this film there is a cohesion here that is that really gets me every time
1: mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, I, this is so tough because I know that on rewatch, I'm going to like this movie more because I'm a sucker for the little details that you miss when you first watch. Um, like, even when I watched it again, I saw the always open sign on the, the gas station at the beginning of the movie. Um, I don't, so I don't know, like, originally, I kind of rated this movie after I had just finished watching it a seven because I was uh, still a little confused about some parts of it. Um, and I didn't quite get it. But like, I have a feeling that if uh, upon rewatch, I'm gonna, not, seven is not gonna agree with me anymore. So I think I'm gonna go with an eight. Um, and then who knows, watch my letterbox and see if that actually changes. <laughs> That's not the best kind of plug possible. Like this word might change all my letterboxes.
1: <laughs> you don't have to follow me. You can just check it later if you want. Yeah, sure. Uh, time. Time. Oh, sorry. no, no, no. Uh, go ahead. I was just gonna say, sometimes
2: I get a little nervous when someone follows me on Letterbox because, like, my opinions are on there, and like, do I do I want everyone to be able to see all of my opinions all the time? I have no idea. Yeah, fair. Uh, I'll give this a seven. I, I do think it's a, it's still fairly decent. I just think, yeah, it just kind of gets held back a little bit, by some choices in terms of like editing and plot and whatnot, and you know, uh, it it's interesting because if we compare this to like Michael Morony, who has full control over Trick or Treat, and that's where you have a bunch of other people kind of mixed in there and I think that kind of leads a little bit to like
0: at least for me like I kind of like anthologies that have one kind of unified vision rather than these different stories that all have different directors and they try to tie it in together but I think it was a little clunky um yeah I would have been interested to see more of like behind the scenes on this like how did that process go like We've got so many people with different ideas and different ways of telling stories and trying to match it all together. Like, it's an interesting experiment and I don't think it necessarily was the home run, it could have been, but I still admire it at least for what they were trying to do. So yeah, a solid seven. I mean I still liked it. I don't wanna be like I hated it, but I just yeah, definitely felt like it could've could, have, could have used a little
1: bit more uh like kind of smooth not the edges, so to speak. So cool.
3: All right. Steve, where can we find you on the internet? Yeah, you can find me on uh, Twitter and Instagram at The Steve Dead. Um, I'm also on a letterbox under the same. Uh, and uh, you can find my website, stevestubbing.ca. And I'm on the shift with Shane Hewitt every week, Thursday at 11 p.m. Pacific time.
2: And Steve, where can people find you later. Uh, I hang out on Instagram and Twitch under the username Teconomicon. I have a blog, blog, that I will sometimes post to if I'm doing anything else interesting on the internet. And I have a letterbox um, that I mentioned earlier. You can follow me for uh, movie reviews mostly. I just write kind of what we watch on Trumble, but every once in a while I watch something super schlocky like 500 Shark Attack or uh and then I just have to I just have to leave reviews for that too. So
1: um, my username on Letterboxd Sir so organic. Nice. Uh, yeah, and I'm over at 3 where we've got news going up pretty much pretty very regularly. Then uh, yeah, I'm over on Twitter, film or Letterboxd, David koala, and you can also
0: check me out on six thirty Chad at or CKW, 980, right? occasionally appear on both of those. And uh, yeah, uh, next time you you hear us we're gonna be hitting the streets of New York because 'cause we're watching the double feature of Maniac Cop and Maniac Cop 2. Uh, yeah. and do yourself a, a favor and after watching both, go on YouTube and look up the Maniac cop app
1: and you're will increased. Alright. Well until next time everybody. Bye for now.